And so you're really investing in the growth and the revenue piece of that, right? So you're really trying to get momentum in the, in the revenue uh, side of your business. You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 268. And today, let's learn how to prioritize your numbers and run your day like a boss. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier to expert-based business owners. And uh, today we're going to be talking about your numbers. And I've got a guest joining me and it's really, it's actually quite an insightful and powerful conversation about the numbers that tell you what you need to know to run your business better. And if we're going to grow our reach and grow our impact, we really need to dial in these numbers. So get a pen and paper out. You're going to find this super helpful. And as I was talking to my guest today, I was thinking about one of the most powerful things we do, and that is the intentional hiring for growth. And I've got a guide that I'm pulling out of the archives that I want to share with you today. It's called How to Hire for Growth. It's a very simple guide that I created that talks about the different stages of your business growth and who you should have on your team. So you're staying in your superpowers, you're in your zone of genius, and you have the support you need to lift off and elevate your impact and amplify the reach of your message. So if you would like access to that, go to hireforgrowthguide.com or just follow the link in the show notes and I will get you access. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back amplifiers. Today we're talking about how to prioritize your numbers to run your day like a CEO. Let me introduce you to my guest, Danielle Hayden. Now, she is a reformed corporate CFO, which means chief financial officer, who is on a mission to help rule-breaking female entrepreneurs understand their numbers so they can gain the confidence needed to create sustainable profits. Let me say that again, sustainable profits for your business. This is what we all want. Now, after spending 10 plus years in the boardroom as a corporate finance officer, Danielle is now in her sweet spot as the co-owner of Kickstart Accounting, where she helps business owners with bookkeeping, financial analysis, and education, and as the author of the Profit Planner book series. When Danielle isn't crunching numbers on her client's behalf or crafting that next iteration of the Profit Planner, you can find her hanging with her two kids as she inspires them to lead their fullest lives, or doing any and almost every fitness-related activity, ranging from Spartan races to Pilates. Okay, I got to ask, how old are your kids that you've inspired them to do Pilates? Um, So my daughter's 16 and my son's 12. And uh, as of right now, um, I think my son is just inspired to do all things, right? He just Mm -hmm. wants to play sports, like every, like he wakes up to play sports. And my daughter, uh, we, I think we finally hit the age now where I do have to like 
yank her and pull her. <laughs> I was gonna say 16 is not normally the age we're inspired to do these things but uh, if you have mastered was, this <laughs> yeah no last year she was inspired when we when we wrote that she was um yeah. but but this year you know they're 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 struggling to to, to stay motivated and uh you know as the pandemic has done to most young people so right. uh Good for you for getting them out of the house in the first place, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They know well, I think it's important. So no matter what, go. I'm encouraging them to show up. So. It's the seed that planted, that's planted that pays off down the road. Trust me yes. on that one. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually really excited about this exploration into money today. And I want to set this conversation up a little bit because I've been working with entrepreneurs for 21 years, and I was that entrepreneur when I started my business. I was a horrible money manager. I had zero idea what was coming in, zero idea what was going out. And of course, that was very impactful down the road. Uh, you know, that's not a long term success strategy. And so I really dug into learning how to be masterful with my money because if you don't understand what's happening with your money, you can't grow your wealth, you cannot grow your profits. And so I think what you're doing is really extraordinary and I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree more. We truly believe that the heart of every business, right? The health of every business is our financial health, right? We, we cannot grow. Um, we cannot be a healthy business unless we have the financial health behind us. Um, and what you just said is not uncommon, right? So we work with hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'm, when we first started the business, I was not, not surprised, but kind of astonished for how long people would go without knowing the numbers or having a system in place. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because they, they didn't want to, or they didn't know that they needed it. It's because they just didn't know where to start and they didn't know where to get help. And they uh, felt so overwhelmed and frustrated by this topic that it really paralyzed them. And so I just want to say that because a lot of times people feel like, look, entrepreneurship can already be lonely. And then you're like, I'm the only one that feels this way. I'm the only one that can get their, can't get their finance stuff together. And that's not true, right? Mm. Entrepreneurs are struggling with this and you're not alone. And that's why... I, I like to talk on these shows. That's why we've created Kickstart was because we needed a place for everybody to be able to come and have a judgment-free zone where we're just having an open and honest conversation about something that's necessary rather than feeling like it's something that needs to be repressed or embarrassed or closed in. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that because I think sometimes people have shame about what their numbers really are. And so there's either the um, like they're kind of ostrich with their head in the sand. <laughs> it's like, if I don't look at it, it doesn't exist. Or they just fall back from getting the help and support they need to really be able to turn things around. So let's dial into that today. We've got, we've got a couple different things we're going to talk about, but let's get on the table. What are the financial numbers? We, you're talking about knowing your numbers, but like, what are the numbers every business owner should know that's actually it's almost like the, it becomes a compass for them to knowing what to do differently. Yeah. So I have three numbers that you probably haven't heard very much about. Okay. Um, I think they're like the secret numbers and the financial statements. I want everyone to know what their gross profit. So they're, they're, it's your sales 
minus any cost of goods sold or, or direct labor costs. So if you ever, if you're a service provider, um, it, so if you're looking at your income statement, you'll see gross revenue. So that's all the money that's coming in the door. Then you'll see minus cost of goods sold. That's again, co the cost for your inventory or cost for it to pay you and your staff to directly serve clients. And that's your profit. And this is the most important number there is because if you are paying too much in shipping or inventory or in labor costs, you're never going to even be able to get down to your operating expenses, right? The rest of the expenses to your business. And a lot of people aren't including them their, their own time in that. And so I want you to really reflect on what does it mean to include your own time? And you can do this exercise as a, as a whole company, or you can get deeper and it's going to really help you know your business if you know what your gross profit is by product or by service. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's the, that's the first number. The second number I want you to, to, to do, you can find it in the same profit and loss report. There's a report. Um, I know it's in QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. I, I would assume it's in most accounting software, but I know for sure it's in QuickBooks and you could do it manually in Excel if you needed to, but it's the percent of sales. So it is taking each one of your expenses and saying how much of my per how, what percent of my sales are going to this expense? By thinking, Danielle, that is such a odd accounting term, right? That's a, that's an odd accounting analysis. But here's why it's really important: clients have been so surprised at. Okay, let's let's take your subscriptions. Right. So let's just all your subscriptions. We had a client recently who's we sent them their financial reports at the end of the month and we show them, you know, you're putting 20% of your total sales in subscriptions. And they wrote back, whoa, no, that that can't continue. Why? We need to dig in here. And they were paying for subscriptions they weren't using. However, they found that the subscriptions that they were using, it actually was saving their team time. It was saving mm -hmm. them time and their, their energy. But reframing, wow, I'm spending 20% of my total revenue on that one category of expenses really allows you to quickly look at your income statement and say, where is my money going, right? Because people ask me all, that, me all the time. I know money's coming in the door. Right? I just don't know where it's going, right? It's escaping somewhere. And that, that'll give you a, a clue to where it's escaping. The, the third number that I want you to look at is it's on your cash flow statement. So this is the statement that most people never pull and bookkeepers don't usually send. But I want you to look at, do you have a cash surplus or a cash um, loss? So a, a cash need. And this is really important for over time because it's going to tell you the overall health of your business. And it allows you to be able to plan for the future. If you have a cash loss, and I need to start thinking about where are my next investments coming from? Do I need a loan, line of credit? How am I going to overcome this cash loss? And if you have a cash surplus, you can start to plan, again, how am I going to invest this back into my business? How mm -hmm. can I use this surplus to hit my goals or to pay myself more as, an, as a business owner? But it allows you the ability to plan. So... This is super helpful information. And what I'm imagining somebody might be asking themselves right now, um, we're going to have two kinds of listeners here, the people who have someone who prepares this already and the people who are like, oh my God, how do I even get these reports? So if somebody's still in do it themselves mode, what's the best way for them to prepare these kinds of documents? 
Yeah. So I would suggest uh, get it, getting an accounting system that works best for you. We uh, still love QuickBooks Online. We think that that's, it's, it, it is a superior product for long-term growth. The reason I say that is because it has the most reporting mechanisms long-term. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some other options out there. Zero and Wave are two really, really good options. But the biggest thing is you want to make sure that you have an accounting system in place that you can be tracking all of this data. Yeah, I agree. And it's a, I'm always like, look, if you are doing it in your head, the clarity is muddy. If you are looking at it on paper, it's crystal clear, right? It's like you can make better decisions by really seeing what's happening versus like making it up in your head. And like most of us are either way over uh, estimating what's happening or underestimating what's happening. So you cannot do it accurately in your head. No, not at all. But like, just as a follow-up question, what's the right time for someone in their business to be outsourcing to a bookkeeping company and, and, or an accounting company? It totally depends on, on your preference. So I want you to have an accounting system from day one. And so if you feel like you can create the QuickBooks account and do it effectively and efficiently, and stay on top of it, right? So not set it up and forget it. I want you to set it up. I want you to be in there categorizing things, running reports. If you can do that at the beginning because you're you're trying to uh, save, save uh, costs and reinvest every dollar back into your revenue, then by all means do that. However, again, I'll repeat, I want you to have an accounting system in place from day one. And if you feel like setting up an accounting system is, is overwhelming, or you don't know how to do it, there are plenty of companies out there who can give you this resource, right? Because um, it, this is going to be the foundation for success. And so you want to be able to create the QuickBooks file and then keep it current. I'm going to keep on saying that because it has to stay current. Otherwise you can't, these fancy reports I just mentioned, you can't run any of them because the information's not input into the system. And so as soon as you can, I believe you should get, get help. I, I value that because, and I'll be full disclosure just for our Amplify community today. I was the person who I knew this was not my superpower. So I outsourced early because I wanted the information, but I knew if it was on me, it wasn't going to happen in a timely manner. So I have a bookkeeper and I have an accountant and uh, I meet with my bookkeeper every week. We do a touch point to look at what's happening once a month. We look at the statements once a quarter. We do, you know, like planning and we check in with our accountant quarterly. So this is what works for me. But I I think what you just said, Danielle, which is super important is we got to make sure we have a system that we're using, whatever that looks like for you. So I'm, I'm glad it's like, yeah, if you can outsource, outsource it, otherwise get, get QuickBooks online or whatever you're going to use. Um, you know, I was uh, looking at some of the recommendations and things that you make. And one of the things that I've seen you say is that there are certain key milestones, revenue milestones, that when you hit those milestones, you've got to change your focus financially. Um, I know a lot of our, our community are, are hitting six figures for the first time, or maybe they're hitting that uh, quarter million or 500 or even a million, like what are some of the key milestones and how does that change things for the business owner? Yeah. So when we're, when you are at the phase of your business that you're still trying to reach six figures, 
this is a time where you might be investing more into setting up the framework for your, your, your business. So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of dollars spent in investing in website coaches, uh, training and courses. Um, there might be, um, a lot of networking and conferences, uh, and so you're really investing in the growth and the revenue piece of that, right? So you're really trying to get momentum in the in the revenue uh, side of your business. And so under that, under 100K, I want you to track all of those, right? So it's important that you know, every time you went to a networking event or a conference, or you, you paid um, for some type of assistance in your business, how what was the outcome of that, right? So I want you to be investing and knowing that this year, might not be your profit year, right? So this year you might take a loss. We have some businesses who will say to some clients will say to us, oh my God, I took a loss. Should I just shut this thing down? I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, right? We invested in our business this year because we're trying to hit those revenue goals. Hmm. That will shift, right? So now let's say we've hit that 100K mark. We've, we've made our six figures and we're starting to grow to, you know, to the 250K mark. This might be the time what we see with our clients is this is usually the time where they need to start hiring on additional help. So you can no longer serve all of your clients yourself, or you can no longer um, um, have the capacity to do everything as the business owner. You're going to really become the bottleneck and you're going to keep the business from growing to that next, that next stage. And so at this stage, we see the, the dollars, the investment, shift into staffing, right? So how do we get you to be able to propel the success of your business? And so those milestones, those metrics are more around staffing and remaining profitable as you hire and grow. Yeah, those are some good indicators. What if we're hitting seven figures? Is there anything in particular we have to look for? I think once we are hitting seven figures, I want you to be meeting with your tax accountant regularly to make sure that you're optimizing how much money you're investing back into your, into your business versus saving for, for taxes and, and investing. Um, when you are hitting seven figures, I want you to have a really dialed in dashboard. So once you've hit that milestone, you should be meeting with your bookkeeper weekly. You should have a dashboard with KPIs that you are reviewing every single week. Uh, you should have a set of financial reports, uh, almost in almost like an investor packet or a CEO packet that your bookkeeper can prepare for you, so that you're really stepping into your uh, CEO uh, jacket, right? Your hat. You're you're really putting that that role on and really measuring those KPIs at a high level, so you have a team who's putting all this information together for you. So at this point, I want you to have dialed in KPIs that you know are a leading indicator of success for your business. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, and I, I know it, as I've hit each of those stages, that's what we did. So it makes a big difference. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit from the tracking and the understanding of the numbers to a little bit more of the front end, because I think you're uniquely qualified to help people understand a part of the business that's super confusing. And that is, how do we price things, right? Like most people are just like, let's pull a number out of our head and, and what is the market going to bear? But like, if you have a service-based business, 
how do you figure out pricing, especially if you're in that type of business where you're not immediately involved in the delivery of it? Yeah. So I want you to do your pricing with data. So I tell people to back into our pricing and we can do this through, um, it starts with a break-even analysis, but we'll add in the, the growth and profits after the break-even. So the break-even analysis means I want you to list out all of your operating expenses on average um, each month. And so you'll have a list of them. So every single one of the expenses, the average amount that you're paying. So add all of those up. And then I want you to play around with the pricing. And you can, you know, if you have a general sense of, um, you know, your competitors or industry standards, you can start to divide. So let's say I can serve 10 clients per month, right? That's probably much higher than that. Maybe 10 clients per week. So you can, you can serve 40 clients per month. What is the, your total amount of operating expenses divided by that number of clients? Now, what does that number look like, right? What does my price look like? Mm. Now let's add in profit. Let's add in officer salary. Now it's time to hire and somebody else is going to be delivering that service. Let's plug in their rate. As you add these things in and then divide it by the number of clients per month, you can see how that, that pricing will fluctuate. A lot of people, what we see our clients doing is they'll just go to the market. They'll go to the market and they'll see what are our competitors charging? Uh, what does the industry bear? And where do I, well, a lot of times people are using their money mindset, right? So yeah, (laughs) they're using their money mindset to compare to their competitors. I want you to forget all that for a moment. You can use that as a starting point, but then I want you to use all these other expenses and use and set your goals. How much do you want to get paid as a business owner? What do you want to be your profit? And then build that into your pricing. Mm, that is super helpful. Like you could actually have a whole workshop in itself. I'm sure on pricing because uh, yes, we can. It's a very different way to evaluate and establish your pricing versus looking at just what the market is going to bear. So that's great. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you another uh, one other thing because I think this is a place where people get themselves really screwed up. Is when they are pursuing potential projects right? They're, they're uh, like jumping on that bright, shiny object, or they're like, I think we're going to bring this thing to market. How do, what would be your uh, guidance to somebody to vet the impact of time and money and maybe even opportunity cost into like, is this really something we should be pursuing as a business? Yeah. So we have been talking a lot about a 48 hour rule. (laughs) So I really like the 48 hour rule. When you have a new investment or what I like to call shiny object syndrome, I want you to to set the timer for 48 hours. This gives enough time uh, and space from your emotions to and and then the time to evaluate the the option. Contact your bookkeeper and have this discussion with them. You can pull your financial reports and ask, what would be the impact on my financial statements year to date if I make this business decision? I am a huge proponent of budgeting and planning. I think we all need to be doing planning as business owners. And so if you are taking the time as a CEO to step back and set a 12-month plan for your business, you can update your plan with the new 
initiative, right? With the new um, opportunity that you want to move forward with. And so use that plan, right? Use that planning session to include all the expenses and the potential upside uh, of that revenue and look at what it looks like for, for 12 months. If it will cause you a short-term loss, are you okay with that? Have you planned the cash perspective of, of that? If it's going to have a huge amount of growth in your business, have you planned the additional expenses um, in, into your business? So um, definitely implement 48 hours, talk to your bookkeeper to find out what the impact is of your historical finances, and then have a planning session to look forward to for the next 12 months to see how it'll plan out. Yeah, I think looking at things over 12 months and recognizing that um, creation, product creation is the single most expensive part of your business development. And most people spend, in my experience, spend 60 to 70% of their time in product creation and not enough time in product uh, delivery and maximization. So if you're constantly in product creation, you're really missing out on uh, what I see is where profit and sustainable profit comes from. So I think it's super important. Like we got to get this message out in more people's uh, minds. Like if, before you leap, take that 48 hour pause and really evaluate what's it going to cost you in terms of what you already have in motion. Um, this is this is super hot, Daniel. I'm, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. I know we're probably uh, sparking some curiosity now in our listeners' mind of, all right, so I know I need to do a better job with my finances. I need to get more clarity. What's a great resource they could start with you around that? Yeah, so um, we offer, uh, so if you're doing this on your own and this is something you want more information on, we have the Profit Planner book series. Uh, it's a 13 week book where we walk you step-by-step step on how to overcome your money mindset. It has very practical numbers, right? Like here's where to find the number. Here's what to do with the numbers. Um, if you're somebody, you're like, I cannot, I, you know, this is something that is above, above my head. I, it feels so overwhelming to me. I just want to encourage you. It's okay to ask for help, right? Um, this was something that I really struggled with. We hear from clients all the time as business owners, for some reason, we think we have to do it all ourselves. We don't, um, you know, we would love to help you. You can book, uh, you can book a call at calendly.com slash kickstart accounting, or there's a lot of resources out there. I just want to encourage every business owner that the financial health of your business is important and you can get help. Hmm. Where do they find that Profit Planner book series? Just so I can help connect those dots in the show notes. Yes, profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Profitplannerbookkeeping.com. Great, thank you. Well, this is that moment where I like to uh, kind of take things behind the scenes, let people get to know Danielle and some of the thinking that went into getting where you are today. What is the boldest thing you ever had to do to get where you are right now? I think day one, right? Day one of this business was the boldest thing that, that I did. I, so I left my corporate career as a CFO and we started Kickstart Accounting. And I think you know, learning to pivot as we started the company um, was so difficult, right? I didn't realize that we were going to do that. I said, I'm going to be a CFO for, you know, other business businesses. Right. So I just thought I was going to continue to do what I was doing and learning what the, what the 
industry, what entrepreneurs needed from us, we continued to pivot. You can't help entrepreneurs understand their numbers if they don't have bookkeeping in place. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had no idea. And so that was bold, right? Getting started is bold. Learning to pivot and change and letting go of your ego is bold. Yeah. And being willing to let go of the thing you thought you were going to do to deliver what's really needed. That's a bold moment too, where you're like, okay, plan A out the window. We're moving to plan B. Good for you. What's one thing you wish you would have done sooner? Hire help. I wish, um, you know, and hire help and let them flourish. Right. So our first few employees or contractors were, um, you know, not necessarily client facing. And so uh, they, you know, we were still trying to do everything ourselves. And I said, enough, enough. I wish I would have just let them come in and really flourish. Mm. Yeah. That moment where you let go is huge, isn't it? Yeah. So it takes a yeah. lot of trust. That's a bold move in itself for some people, it but is. It's, it's the, uh, it's the result accelerator for most of us. So, yeah. And some people will that. say to me on calls, they'll say, well, do I get to work with you? And I'm like, oh, you don't want to. They are, <laughs> you know, the team is, you know, the, the best part is that, you know, I got to mentor the team and they are amazing at what they do. And, and, and you don't want, you don't want to work with me. You want to work with this amazing yeah. team who, who we've grown together and flourished together. And so I, I think it's, um, you know, something that, as business owners, it's hard, right? It's hard to get, let our ego out of the way and say, it's okay for somebody to do this better than I am. It's okay to let people in and, and, and do this with me. So you just said something really pivotal and I want everyone listening in to really take this into heart is if you are not hiring people that can be better than you or are already better than you, then you're missing the scaling opportunity because we don't need to hire people who count on you and need you to like be their best selves. You want people to be able to replace you so you can do the things that only you can do to grow and scale. So well said, Danielle, thank you so much for bringing your brilliance today. Uh, I hope you are committing right now, making the decision that you're going to either take your finances and get them organized, or you're going to start really dialing in your financial picture so you can make better decisions to grow and amplify your profits. And I, I know Danielle's great uh, uh, resource is going to help you. We will link that up in the show notes for you. Danielle, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me. Good luck, everybody. I know you can do it. You can do it. Just decide. <laughs> yes. One step at a time. We got this. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. <laughs>